Hello, hi everyone who is listening today. I hope that you are well. I am so happy that we can talk again. And what a change that since the end of April and the starting of May has brought. What a change from the old season. We are totally, totally right into the new season, and I am so excited. How are you all doing? I hope that you are all doing well. In terms of what has been happening in the world today, the world hasn't been doing that well. We still have the Ukraine and Russia war ongoing, and. The economy is getting more and more worrying, and some of the governments have realized that, and they started to open up their economies because they can't have that COVID nineteen lockdown situation for much longer. We are going into a season where around us the environment is going to look worse, but God. Is doing something magnificent. I mean, magnificent in his remnant people. I am so excited because God has lined up for us that the true remnant of God, the true church, is going to be sifted out from the majority, and we'll start to rediscover what it means to really follow Christ. Nervous and excited at the same time. What about you? I felt led by God that I'm going to start this new series on spiritual warfare because I realized that many in the body of Christ, especially during these days, we need that. And I know that God wants to have a pure and holy people, so we need to start cleaning up our act. First, spiritual warfare, and deliverance, and breaking of addictions, and getting rid of those corrupting influences that should not be part of you. I've had the privilege of. Getting to know and to realize, once God calls us out of hiding of the last season, I realize how much the Holy Spirit has moved, and has been preparing, laying the foundation, forging a remnant that is on fire for God, and also through my interaction. With all these people who love God, actively, not just treat God as a Sunday social event. I realize that this topic of spiritual warfare and deliverance is so much needed to clean up God's people, God's remnant, to get us ready. For the future year's events, I felt led by God that we should start preparing the people that is you, and start strengthening you, and start teaching you 
the basics of spiritual warfare. Because this area will be very much needed in the days to come. First of all, if you are not very familiar with spiritual warfare, what do we mean when we talk about this term? You may like to ask, what does the Christian do when we do spiritual warfare? Even though warfare is in the term, but we do not war or battle or fight as the world does. In fact, you will be so amazed to discover and to know that primarily we have two ways of doing spiritual warfare. The first is through prayer. So we pray a lot to our God. And that is the main way that we do spiritual warfare. And the second is we worship God. So we sing and we dance and we make music unto the Lord as part of our fighting, so-called. So are you amazed? This is the way of the Christians. We are so different from anyone else. I will give you a couple of Bible verses to substantiate this. Zechariah 4, 6 says, The Lord of hosts says, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. From here, you can understand that when the Christian talk about fighting, we do not fight by might, meaning strength or force, nor by power, who is more powerful than who, but by the Holy Spirit of God. The second verse shows you how worship is used in spiritual warfare. Psalm 66 verse 1 to 4 says, Make a joyful shout to God, all the earth. Sing out the honor of God's name. Make his praise glorious. Say to God, How awesome are your works! Through the greatness of God's power, God's enemies shall submit themselves to you. All the earth shall worship God and sing praises to you. They shall sing praises to God's name. So you must understand what a wonderful religion that true Christianity is because we pray to God and we sing worship songs. That's all we do. And we believe that that is more than enough because we believe in our God who is powerful. The second point I want to explain is that who do we fight when we fight spiritual warfare? I want to emphasize to you that true Christians, we never fight against humans. Never. Not even people who hurt us, people who are destructive to us or who are mean to us. It is not against a human because our God loves men and women and he died on the cross for men and women salvation so let me explain to you how the christian fights 
Second Corinthians ten verse three to five says, "For though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh." This means that even though we live in the physical world, we do not fight according to the physical weapons, force, or violence that humans fight. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. This means that the weapons that we used are not physical, harsh weapons, but these have God's divine power that can destroy spiritual and demonic places. I want to elaborate a bit on um, Strong's concordance of the original Greek words in the Bible. For divine, it says a deity, especially the supreme divinity. And power in Greek means danata. It means of person, powerful, able, of things possible, dunamis. Powerful or capable, the dunamis power of God. This is how we fight, through the dunamis power of God breaking demonic strongholds. So over here, I just want to say a little side note. I know that many of us have been hurt by so-called Christians before. And your encounter with these so-called Christians may give you a bad impression of the God of the Bible, and leave a bad taste in your mouth because of certain things that these so-called Christians have done. And I just want to point out that, regardless of who calls himself or herself a Christians. And sometimes many people like to say themselves are certain things, but look at the Bible and look at God to see what is really God means on certain things, and not get blinded or influenced by these so-called Christians because that's not what the Bible is about at all. And we continue with verse five. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised up against the knowledge of God, and take every thought captive to obey Christ. So you understand that the real remnant Christians, we are not moved by what people say, or we're not moved by what is the circumstances. But our anchor is the Bible, which teaches us what we need to do, and to prepare us for the days ahead. Moving on to my third and final point, I want to talk about why do we fight? What is the reason that we fight spiritual warfare? So to summarize what we have learned so far, we looked at how we fight, 
and that is true prayer and worship in the Holy Spirit. Then we look at who we fight, and we realize that we do not fight humans, but we are fighting a spiritual darkness, demonic strongholds, and that naturally leads us to the reason why we fight. When the Bible writes about all these verses on spiritual warfare that we look through today, God knows that we will need these verses. Why? Because God knows that there is a dynamic of different kingdoms, spiritual kingdoms, which are at war and which will affect us. That is why he knows that you and I, being stuck in this situation between the two kingdoms, the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of darkness, we are the intermediary in between these two warring kingdoms. And that is why God knows that we will be drawn into the war, even if God doesn't draw us into the war. He knows that the kingdom of darkness will not let us off. Will not let all humans off. In fact, let me try to explain further. So, if you can visualize two sides, on one side you have the kingdom of heaven, which is made up of God the Father in heaven. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and our Savior, and the Holy Spirit, and then you have the angels, whom God created and who serve God in heaven. These comprises of the citizens of heaven. Let's talk about the spiritual beings first, and then we will go back to the physical. On the other side, in the kingdom of darkness, you have Satan or the devil, and you have the principalities or what is known as the fallen angels, who followed Satan in the fall, and then you also have the unclean spirits. So, where is the human race in all of this? If you can imagine, all of creation, not just the human race, but including the humans, the animals, the objects which were created under creation, and even structures, even lands, these are the intermediaries, meaning that we could either. Try to be neutral, but there will be pressure from the kingdom of darkness trying to pull creation under his charge, and of course, there will be God the Father who loves us and who sent His Son Jesus to die for us, so that those who believe in Jesus will be able to enter through God into the kingdom of heaven. And sometimes you may think that, oh, that's 
the kingdom of heaven on one side and the kingdom of darkness on the other side. I am a neutral party. It has nothing to do with me. Unfortunately, it does. Because the war is being waged in creation and in the heavenlies, and if you exist in creation on earth, there's no way you can escape being caught in the conflict between the two parties. So we're not able to say that it has nothing to do with me, because the things that we experience. Like the walls around us, and the addictions, and the things which are wrong, which are hurting, which are hurtful. These are all not of God's kingdom. It should not be in this way. That humans hate each other, or kill each other, or hurt each other. When all these bad things are done. It is already symptomatic that that region, that area, or that person is dominated by the spiritual darkness forces. You may not mind, or you may be resigned to the bad things happening to you. But what about when these things happen to your children or to your loved ones? Bad things happen to them, even though. All of you are just trying to live a neutral life, live a life that doesn't affect anyone else. But the kingdom of darkness have left you with no options. It's either you fight to resist the devil, or you get pulled in, you get sucked in, and you lose your ability to control. The circumstances around you, or the addictions, or the bad things that are done to you. That's why you understand that it's a spiritual fight, whether in your attitudes, your perceptions, or your emotional state. It's not just a physical fight; it never was. So we fight because we need to defend our right to live. The full and abundant and eternal life in God. We do not allow the kingdom of darkness to cheat us, or to defraud us, or to steal away our sons and daughters, and keep them entrenched in poverty or addictions, or hatred or unforgiveness. Or depression, or sexual perversions. That is why we fight, because if we believe in God, He has given the right for us to live a full and abundant life, purchased by His blood, on earth and in heaven. So now we have established the. Context and the background of spiritual warfare. These are the basic concepts and contexts that we want everyone to be aware of. And in the future series, God be willing, I hope to be able to teach you more. 
in detail and in depth as to how exactly you can fight. The way to fight, the things to look out for, the armor of God, and the techniques and tactics of spiritual warfare. I hope that I have given you some thoughts to think about. Look over the Bible verses that I have given you on spiritual warfare and meditate upon them. Let these truths of God saturate your mind and transform the way that you think. And I look forward to seeing you the next time. We are going to go deeper and better. God loves you. Take care and keep safe.